Nice. Nice. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. We've been on a run. I don't even know what episode we're on right now, but we're stoking. We got straight G in the booth. I don't really know too much about his past, but he's helped me get better at snowboarding. And we've had some serious times like in the Mecca of snowboarding together. And I know he's just a huge help in snowboarding and to athletes getting better. Will Rivera, what's good, brother? How you doing? Stoked to be here in the booth. Let's go. We're in Colorado. Dude, I don't know anything about your past. I don't know where you're from, when you started snowboarding, how you got into it. So let's touch on a little bit of that real quick. Well, I was born in the 70s, so I'm an old head. OG. OG. Um, in the Dominican Republic. Okay. Probably some good surfing there. Yeah. You know, um, growing up there, obviously, snowboarding was nowhere to be seen. <laughs> so... Kind of started skateboarding a little bit when I was, I'm going to say around seven, eight years old and just having fun with that and trying to get better at that. Played a lot of baseball because that's, that's yeah. what Dominicans do. Yeah. They get good, really good at baseball. Um, you know, my parents at that time were together, so we, we lived there, but my grandparents lived here or sorry, in New Jersey. Um, so they, they were out there. So we would go and visit a good amount. Um, and, and we, when we were down in, in, in the DR, we would have, a we would go to school, uh, where, where we would speak English. So we learned English right Spanish away. Spanish is your first language? Spanish is my first language Amazing. for sure. Um, and, and, you know, it was great to have sort of that bilingual school especially when we came to the states to visit the grandparents yep um long story short parents decided well my mom wanted to move back to to the states because she grew up in the states and we moved to her hometown of uh clifton new jersey sick jersey stoke so you know good old jersey strong out there yeah um, and what, what part of jersey uh clifton so northern jersey Northern. Okay. So I was actually going to ask, is Jamal, you know, Jamal's take on the, is there a central Jersey? Well, if, if any Jersey heads are out there, I call it, um, there's the debate between pork roll. Yeah. And, that's what I was going to ask, uh, Taylor, Taylor Ham, which one is it? Well, here we go. Well, it's, it's, it's pork roll. Okay. But we call it Taylor ham for whatever reason. And, you know, New Jersey people want to always battle with each other. Yeah. So, but I mean, I'll say I'll, I'll settle the debate. It's it pork roll is the meat. Yeah, Taylor is the name brand. So, yeah. you know, you call it Taylor Ham. You yeah. call it pork roll. Is a hot dog a Frankfurt? No, we call no. it a hot dog. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So, um, so yeah. So, you know, we we moved to the states. Uh, that's where probably around. I'm going to say probably ninth grade. Uh, you know, I was still skateboarding, you know, going into the city, going, you know, going to New York City. Um, this was back in the day when you walked out Times Square and it was, it was rugged. Yeah. You know, 10, 11 years old, you know, you walk, you know, and, I, and I, that's why I always like to like scare myself with things. I would get on, get on the bus, go out to, to New York go skate um walked out there and i was like oh this is the real world yeah this is the fear centers in the city it, it's not you know it's not like broadway lights it was 
yeah. some different lights for sure. Things have changed too in the it, past it couple has. decades. But you know, it, it was cool to to sort of indulge myself in that because for whatever reason, I mean, I've lived in the mountains for years. I still love the city. You know, I still love the I guess the the melting pot of people. The chaos. The chaos. The movement. That noise. Yeah. You know, and, and like I said, I probably lived more in the woods now than I have in the city, but I, I loved it. So, um, and then, like I said, I would, I would go out there, you know, I remember, you know, probably around that time, I'm going to say probably around 11, 12 years old, you know, from watching skate videos, I started watching snowboard videos and I was like, ah, oh, that looks pretty cool. Um, one of my buddies, you know, everybody, it's like everything. One of the kids in the neighborhood gets one thing and, and everybody has to go and use it, yep. you know? So there was that one kid got a snowboard and we would go out and everybody would, would trade off and just on some local Hills. Yeah. Well, there was this, uh, place on route three. I don't even know if it's called the monastery anymore, but it was a monastery. We had like monks or whoever that lived in the monastery come out and right in front of their, their, I guess their church or whatever. Uh, it was a pretty steep hill with a bunch of bushes and a bunch of other stuff that you could, uh, you could jump over. So, and sometimes they would come out and they wouldn't kick us out, but they'd be like, what's going on? What's like, going on over here? You know, peeking around the corner. Like, and they were, I think they were stoked to see mm -hmm. it. Uh, so we would go there and try to jump over the biggest bushes and zero f landing flat. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that kind of put me into like, Oh, I need to, I need to get my own snowboard. Yeah. Um, so for years I kind of, you know, that was like, that was like around, you know, I guess, I guess I'm moving a little bit forward. That whole monastery thing was a little more around like 15, 16 years old where we started kind of like mm -hmm. going that from, from that before that we, I would go to a bunch of Hills and I mean, a bunch of mountains like, like resorts Camp Gaw, in, in Yeah. Camp Gaw, Vernon Valley, which is Mountain Creek now. Okay. And I would rent snowboards. Um, but I remember 16 years old. Um, I was like, I'm, I was saving up money for a car. You know, some cheap, yeah. under, you know, $5,000 car. Yeah, more expensive than what you're driving yeah, yeah, these days. Yeah. Oh, I, the fun mobile is great. <laughs> it works. Uh, but I remember I was saving up. You know, my grandfather was like, I'll help you if, you know, if you could make some money, I'll help you with, with a car. Match it. And I'm like, okay. I walked into, a, I think it was, I forget what, some skate shop in, in my town. And I saw a snowboard and I had to buy it. Yes. I had to get my own my own setup. And and, and it was funny because I got it, got home. I'm all, I'm all stoked. My grandfather, you know, because we lived with, you know, single mom. We lived with our, with our, with our grandfather. You know, our parents kind of broke broke off after like 13 years of being married. They, they sort of separated. But so we lived with, our, with my grandfather and he's like, oh, where'd you get that? And he goes, and and I go, um, well, I just bought it. He's like, with what? Oh, you know, that money for kind of the car I was saving. And let's <laughs> just say he, he was like, well, and I guess in small terms, he kind of called me a dumbass. Yeah. But I had to take it, you know, yeah. whatever. So I'm like, oh, you know what? Whatever. I have this snowboard. I feel like I'm cool now. I can go, you know, to the monastery. I can go here. I can go try all this stuff. And um, 
But the, the funny part about that story was that anytime at that point, you know, I was, I got my permit, I was able to drive. My grandfather had a car, my mom had a car, and I would ask him to, to borrow his car to go, you know, to the movies with friends or whatever. And he'd be like, why don't you ride your snowboard to the movies? I knew that was coming. <laughs> He's like, how about that snowboard? You're going to ride it to the movies? So that's, uh, let's just say I got really good at, at taking public transportation. And to this day, you know what? I'm glad I kind of yeah. learned that because a lot of people, they're like, oh, they don't know how to get around. And yep. I go to any city. To get here. Right. You go into any city and, and it's like, you know, it's easier to get around, especially in New York City or, or Philly or wherever, that it's easy to get around. So it kind of like I learned some things from, from my mistakes. Mm -hmm. uh, and it wasn't bad because I feel like that mistake of buying that snowboard kind of sparked me wanting to, yep. to do this. Because I would play sports. Uh, you know, I was a baseball player, clearly. From it's in my blood. Yep, same. Played football. You know, kind of was kind of a jock in high school, uh, but still, still was a skateboarder. So it was that like trying to hang. Who who did you hang out with? So yep. I just hung out with wh whoever whoever I liked. You know, I had my jock friends and I had my skater friends, and they were both great people. Yep. Um, so yeah, so we, you know. You know, like I said, after my grandfather calmed down and I was able to kind of make some money back, he helped me out with a car. That's when I started sort of uh, traveling to other places like Hunter, all, all the East Coast places, Bel Air, you know, the, the big trip was Killington. Okay. You know, Vermont was, I mean, Mount Snow was great. Um, so I remember, you know, coming into the end of high school. I was, you know, what, what am I going to do? And I wanted to go to college. And like I said, I was always a skate rat and then a kind of snowboard rat. Uh, I was always shooting videos. So I wanted to, I, I was like, you know, what? I'm going to go to try to go to school for, for video production, try to go make skate videos or yeah. snowboard videos. So I decided I wanted to go, I wanted to go to away for school because I feel like you know, going to school near your hometown or like, I should say like college or whatever, still feels like high school. Yep. You get stuck into some of the same routines. You so yeah. And, and, and I knew like, oh, I love living in a city. So I, I picked the, the R Institute of Philadelphia. Okay. So Philly was like, okay, I'm in like skate town, USA, love park, all the other spots there. And, and look, I was, I'm not the greatest skateboarder in the world, but I, I've, I enjoy you know, watching it, you know, I enjoy Skating. participating in yeah. it, even if I only have a good rock to fakey. That's all it is. You know, and, I mean, it's pretty good. She got a crew. Yeah, so. it's good. I see it. <laughs> but so, yeah, so, so went to college in Philly, kind of like got away from the snow, like the snowboard world sort of went past me. It, it's funny that I'm still in the snowboard world because it wasn't really, it was there, but it wasn't like, like, I didn't, I didn't like pursue it till probably in my twenties, which okay. is the funny part. I feel like I've been doing this for, yeah, yeah. since I was a little kid, but it was like, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't pursue it, you know, till, till I moved to, to Vermont. So yeah, so I'm in college in Philly. What year is this in Philly? 90, well, I graduated high school in 1997 for, for some of you kids that's before the two thousands. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So 1997 graduated high school. 
went to college at Philly and that was a, it was a two year school. So like an associate's degree and it, it was cool. I got to learn a good amount of stuff. This was back before, you know, all that fancy digital editing mm -hmm. stuff. And it was like, you know, I think your brother talked about it, that tape to tape editing yeah, or, or, or ghetto editing yeah. as we like to call it. And then a, a funny one Get is editing. <laughs> a funny one is to put music into it. We oxed a Walkman to the auxiliary cord, and oh, that's how we taking put, it to the next level. And that's we would put music in the videos. Uh, so we, I was skate, you know, I was shooting some of uh, some of my friends, some of the skate spots out there, nighttime, and you know, kind of went, you know, sort of those school those two years went by. A lot of the stuff I learned was pretty cool. I think a lot of the stuff. I learned, you can learn now in in a week yep. on, on YouTube. On YouTube, you know? And, but it's fine. You know, a lot of the equipment has gotten better. A lot yep. of the editing has become digital and it's, you know, you can do it on your fancy little phones. Yeah, so, you can have AI do it now, it's crazy. Yeah, 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 I'd just be like, here, here you go. Yep. So we, uh, so I was kind of at a crossroads there. I'm like, what am I gonna do? You know, I was like, I like the snowboarding, I like, you know, I want to maybe do something with that. Maybe. Uh, so I looked at places. I, I actually filled an application uh, here, for, actually for here and for a basin. I know. Copper and yeah, never applied. been to Colorado, you know, have always just snowboarded East Coast resorts. Um, so, yeah. So we, you know, like, and they hired, you know, they, they were like, oh, we'll give you a job. But then I'm like, how do I get out there? So I remember I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go check out Mount Snow. You know, I can drive up there. It's only three hours away and and sort of that Vermont area. And went up there, kind of was cool. So, you know, this is before kind of, you know, actually, I guess it was during the starts of like Craigslist. So I would I would look to see, is anybody looking for people? Like roommates, housing opportunities. Yeah. Housing opportunities. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go be a snowboard bum for a year. You know, I'm, and this was, like I said, 90, right out of college. I'm like, I don't know where I'm going to take this degree, what I'm going to do with it. You uh, were like 20, 21? Yeah, it's probably 20. Because like I said, it was only a two-year school. So I was like, yeah, 20. Um, yeah, it was like 20, 21. I think I was old enough to drink. So when I moved to Mount Snow, I was old enough to to have a beer legally. Yep. Uh, so yeah, so I'm like, oh, I'm going to see what's going on. Mount Snow called me. They're like, oh, yeah, come up. You know, and I was like, how oh, perfect that, you know, I think I have a place to live. We actually found a pretty cool house in, um, in Mount Snow, right, right. For whatever reason, it was like, well, I guess it, it used to be an old, like hippie commune, but it was literally on Snow Vita Loop, okay, which, you yeah, know, yeah. like we were ski on, ski off, but this wasn't like a fancy ski on, ski off. It was like. We, there was these four apartments that now aren't even there. They they tore it down and put gigantic houses up yeah. there. They knew, I guess, the real estate market knew yeah. what they had. But it was cool. We we moved in there. Who's who's we at this point? Did you get a couple friends? To so yeah, so so we just kind of a couple people like on Craigslist got together, and they were all snowboarders, which was cool. Um, this is uh, I don't know if you remember a guy named Poppy Toll. You know, this might be before yeah, for your before time. Me. Like and, and look, I've I've done this for so long. So like I have like, oh, this is this time, this this time. Yeah, but yeah. but yeah, so he was one of the people and this this tall, tall black dude with dreads, super good snowboarder. And and that was, you know, he was a cool dude. And then he had a couple friends that were 
just all of us wanted to be snowboard bums. Uh, so we get, so get up there. We move into this place. It was, you know, we had like these giant, for whatever reason, the, the, the living room was this giant, like ceiling. Like it was Eagle just super ceilings. tall. Like, in, like these, there was curtains there that I'm like, they're like 90 pounds. You know, I don't know what 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 this this place was before us, but we were lucky that it was like <laughs> this is out of our league. Dude, we paid ten grand for the winter. Yep, and it was like five bedrooms, so we we even had like even more people that would come up. Yeah, but there was like the four core dudes. Yeah, um, and just like I said, these these guys were kind of they were in and out. Um, I, I was probably the one that lived there the most, and sort of uh, was there full time. These guys would come up from uh from you know Jersey and New York, but yeah, I remember another thing. The walls were all somebody painted with stucco or the popcorn walls. Yeah, yeah, which Almost is like, like sharp in a way. Yeah, like and this was probably from like the sixties, fifties. You yep. know, just cover the asbestos, asbestos everywhere. <laughs> but you know what? It made us strong. Yeah, <laughs> but Here we the are. cool the cool part about this place it was literally. I, I strapped it in front of the house and could roll right to the Discovery Hill at yep. Mount Snow. Um, so fast forward a little bit. I get a job there. Um, I actually went up there to become an instructor. I wanted to like, I wanted to teach snowboarding yep. for, you know, ever since I was even a skateboarder or, or like even during a skateboard, I always like to teach people. You know, even if somebody had a struggling with like a, you know, they're swinging baseball. I was always like, for whatever reason, I was like, hey, let me help this guy with maybe something to just help him get better. Yeah. So, um, so I remember as a skateboarder, like when I was younger, I would, you know, if I saw some kids struggling to drop in and I was like, probably like 10, 11 years old, I'd be like, hey, let, you know, let me show you. Yeah. So, so went up there and, and. My job was I, I was going to become an instructor, show people how to how to push around on a snowboard. And never ever the reds. Never ever the yep. reds. That you was know? my first job there too. Same spot. You know, and I had done that before in some of the other places in 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 Jersey when sort of some of the mountains I was frequent. But this was like I moved up there to do it to yeah. to go teach kids how to how to become snowboarders. And they gave you a pass. Gave me a pass. Um, was you know and, and i knew and i knew i was like oh, you know what this is going to be cool because yeah i i always consider snowboarding kind of the dark side yeah you know so it's like okay i'm going to teach kids how to snowboard and 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 Rebel they, they never real, yeah. they never get on skis yeah sorry for your skiers yeah. out there. but um you know we're, we're we're part of the dark side yeah and i was a skateboarder. i think it's i skateboarded and 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 it went right to snowboarding. So uh, it was cool, you know. I got a job there, the first year teaching. Uh, it, it was funny because I, I sort of, you know, everybody has like this gradual, like, sort of where they progress to, where they're, you know, to where to where like I guess coaches are now, where they're coaching like USASA kids and these high end, you know, like freestyle kids. But I remember being there. And I was teaching the beginners, and then a month in, there was a couple kids that that would pop in to 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 get taught, and they wanted to go into the park. Mm -hmm. And I was like, and back then they really didn't have like a 
like a park specific kind of program. No Corinthia at this point. You know, but but there was a park specific program, I guess, in a sense, because Mount Snow Academy was a thing. But for that, for those day to day lessons, there wasn't a way to like teach kids how to like, you know, in a sense, like teach them about park etiquette or teach them this, you know. So the development program was not a thing at this point. I. I I feel I feel like it was for me. I just didn't know about it. But comp team probably was comp team. I don't know. I just I was so like clueless to like the whole thing that that might have been going on, mm -hmm. and and I was just like, you know what? I'm in. I'm doing this. I'm going to try to see what I can do here. Uh, so so there there, there could have been. You know, I mean, Mount Snow Academy has been around for a while. Uh, yep. Same thing, comp team, dev team, and. And those guys, I mean, they've been great. So, so I remember though, there were some kids that were were there, and and one of the guys that did the lesson, kind of putting the lessons together for all the for all the instructors. They were like, you know, who wants to kind of take these kids? They want to go in the park, and I'm like, ah, oh, I'll, I'll do it. I'll, I'll help out. You know, I was like, hey, it's, yeah, I get to babysit we'll this kids, and yeah. let's go to. And this was like before Corinthia. It was Um Blanco Gulch. Good old the last jump with a. Uh, will fall, you know, you would you would hit it and you would fall right into the 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 beginner run that was the discovery hill. So yep. you I think so that you, was where I did my first 360 on skis. Yeah. Terrible sentence, but that's I no, know that. like I said, I look I'm 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 not I don't want to be like, oh Will is not a big fan of, of skiing. I just don't like ski near Will. We'll beat you up on hill. No. <laughs> I just uh you know there was times when I was when I was learning to snowboard where you know I I wasn't allowed on the, you know, on a, on a lift yeah. because of that. So really, you know, those at what resort? Oh, where, where was it? I that mean, was East Coast had, had a little Coast. run of that. No snowboarding. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't even know. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I, that's I'm why we're that's why we're the dark side. I'm drawing know? a blank, but it's uh, you know, it's probably like Hidden Valley. I don't even know. I think it was like some little Jersey resort. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, but going back to to the that whole thing with you know it was cool to have like these kids i wanted to go into the park and i was like oh you know i can teach you guys like park etiquette and you know this was before Please. that that whole you know like hey you know because it's like anything that's like almost like a, you know there's been that like uh park smart thing with skateboarding and it wasn't like there wasn't a sign that said oh yeah be nice you know this yeah, it was just like before you drop hey you know it's skate parks can be a dangerous place snowboard parks can be a dangerous place so it was like how do we keep these kids from getting run over by you know some some dude coming over this jump so it was cool i, I kind of started this little like like program with a couple of these kids that would be there and and sometimes you would get kids that would come to those day-to-day -day lessons that would be like repeat kids mm -hmm. um so i started building a little sort of team of, of those kids that would come and they're like, oh yeah, we're going to go in the park and we're going to learn this and go learn some stuff, you know, some little box or, or learn how to not be on the landing if somebody's taking off or learn how to call your drop, all this yep. stuff. And it was, this was before sort of that, the whole parks bar, you just wanted to be courteous. Yeah. You just, you know, I, I never want to run over some little kid at a skate park, same thing at, at the, you know, on the mountain. Yep. So I guess that caught a little bit of fire. There was, some kids actually out of there that 
became pretty good snowboarders that moved on to like Mount Snow Academy and, and some other places. And during that time, um, Steve Kwasniewski, yep. good old, good old legend, Quasi. Steve K, Quaz. Quaz. He, he, he heard about it and, and this was probably before, you know, this was before texting and phone and he, you know, he had like approached me on the hill and was like, Hey, you know, we have this program here where it's, you can teach these kids full time or be a coach full time and have the same group of kids year round. And, you know, he was talking about the Academy, um, you know, we're looking for a third coach, come and come and help us out. We've heard who was the been, second one at this time. Um, who was there? Dave Redden. Okay. So he was like right before I came out. Yeah. Him. Yeah. So Dave, Dave Redden. Um, and this was like right after like Kelly Clark had graduated, all that stuff. So they were, they were looking for for a third coach to kind of just be like, I guess the new, the new guy to to sort of learn the ropes, because um, those guys I think you know I think they're probably ten years older than me. And now now being forty five, I'm like I remember when I started. You know, I was yeah. as a twenty two year old kid. They're probably a little. I, I think they're younger than that. I don't think they're ten years older than me. But I remember I was like, oh man, you know, I'm like this new kid on the block. The Grom. The Grom in, yeah. in the coaching world. So I, I I get in there and I'm, you know, I'm talking to those guys. They're like, oh, we've heard you did some good things teaching these kids about like the park, about this, you know. You can work with these kids that are sort of following that freestyle like world, you know. And this was more when it was probably a, little, a lot more like half pipe. The, the yeah. pipe was the, the jam the at Mount thing. Snow. Um, there was still, I think there was still like, they would still light it up so you could ride it at night. Uh, same thing at Okimo. Uh, but what, yeah. What do you think made them pick you? Because there's a lot of people who do the never evers. Like it's tough to level up and then everybody wants to eventually teach like the best riders. What do you think? Was I, I think, it your riding or was it knowing people or? I mean, I, you know, like I guess my riding was okay. I think it was just I showed initiative maybe. And yep. it was like, you know, like it, I've always been a problem solver. If like, they're like, hey. You know, we have these three kids that don't really fit in this, but we want to get them out there. I'm like, you know what? I'll I'll get in there. And I think during that time, a lot of the instructors were all about, you know, the proper turn. Or as I think they they used to call it perfect, perfect turn or whatever. Yeah. That was the name of the the school, I think, at Mount Snow. And I'm like, and I was still like a little bit of a rebel. And I wanted to like, you know, I just wanted to snowboard. And I was like, oh, you know what? If nobody wants to take that group, I'll, I'll yeah. take them. You know, and they kind of developed into like, you know, they would meet up every every weekend. It was the same like two three kids that would come out. Yep, so that and, initiative will give you the that yeah yeah. So they up. so like I said, Steve, you know, I guess they they were looking for a third coach, and they probably went to whoever was my supervisor there, and and, and looking for somebody to kind of like be like learn the ropes, and and somehow they 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 picked me, and 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 hey. I'm I'm stoked for it, you know. I was like, you know, if I I would have and and like I said, I I love teaching the never evers, and you know nowadays is you know the the greatest some of the greatest snowboarders in the world. Yep. Um, but it was it's cool. It's cool to see somebody make their first turn. Yeah. And be excited about it. Yep. It's cool to watch some kids eat crap for the first time yeah. and you're like, hey, you know what? That's that's another teaching moment or learning moment right there. Yep. Is you're probably gonna fall more times than you're gonna land on your feet. Get used to eating it. Yeah, and yep. and falling on a snowboard sometimes I think 
can be a little more harsh than than skis. Yeah. You can you can sort of save yourself on a snowboard. A heel catch will. It's well, the it's the forty mile an hour to zero. Whereas yeah. skiing, you kind of have a gradient of like maybe it washes and, out, and you might leave you, all your stuff behind. Yeah, you know, it's you're all coming with you. You're, you're, it's coming with you. It's like it's like a morning cup of coffee. It'll wake you. It'll wake you up. Yeah, the, the goggle lenses are the only thing that yeah. like comes off. You, somehow. You, you hit you hit you hit your ass and you feel it like here in your throat. Yeah, and then and then your pride just takes a a beating. Yep. So so like I said, going into back to to. Uh, like moving out to the academy. It was like my second year there, you know. And this was when I would still go back home to Jersey during the summers, kind of come up for, for the winter. So during that summer, it, that's where, the you know, Quas and, and, and Dave, and they were like, hey, you know, come, you know, come and do this. Come and help us out with this. And look, I was nerve, nervous. You know, I was going to work with some of these kids that, you know, I had seen, you know, and I had seen them in the park. So I knew who they sort of were. Mm-hmm. I had seen them, you know, riding around in in the park. Once I got to kind of work with the the kids that were going into into the park, and these uh these kind of like weekend warriors. Uh, so they, so it was nerve wracking that that summer. I was like, do am I ready to yeah. do this? You know, and I kind of went in going like, the every time I've been nervous, I. I tried to dive into it and, and do it, you know, like I want to get challenged. I want to be challenged because if not, you know, like, you know, you just coast by. It's like anything, anything like you just want that, yep. you know, and, and the nerves were, I can't, it wasn't fear or like nerves of, it, I, I guess it was just. Of, I guess it was nerves of the unknown. Yeah, a little not of to get high off of like a new thing, right. a new unknown. So, but but those guys made it pretty. You know, uh, once I got to meet them, they were super helpful. They've been doing it for a while. Like I said, Dave Redden was there. You know, uh, working with Kelly Clark, Steve had been there, Quas had been there for however many years. So they, it was like I was walking into the greatest school. Of of, of yeah. coaching those guys, you know they were ready to just be like, here's the knowledge, or mm-hmm. you know, and and it's funny because there's you know some of them are still coaching. Yeah, Qua still gets on a snowboard and still helps out. Dave Ren is doing stuff, you know, with Mount Snow Academy. Yeah, you know, so they they it's all like full circle. So I remember that first year I got to meet some of the kids. You know, yeah, it's funny because one of them was good old Chris Grenier. Oh my God. And this was, you know, I'm like 21, 22. Uh, the group that I had sort of like the groups there wasn't like, it wasn't, it wasn't as like, it wasn't, it wasn't as like, I guess, designated as who was. It was like, here's your five kids going snowboard. Cause it wasn't like, oh yeah, these guys are pipe kids. These guys mm-hmm. are slope kids. These guys are, it was like, here's your group of five kids. So, but um, let's let's get a breakdown for what even those type of academies are. Like, what, okay, what, yeah. is a, what does a kid do? So, so a lot of these academies are a place for kids that that want to pursue snowboarding. You know, what in in, in I guess uh, like like almost any other sport, right? As a full time career, as a full time career, and and look, there's kids that are, you know, one thing I can tell you is. I've never promised a kid that he was going to be a pro snowboarder. I I can see talent and I'm like, okay, this is where this could take you. But I know I can make them be the best snowboarder they could be. Mm-hmm. If if you know if their main goal is to be like 
do a backflip or the main goal is to be this. You know, I try to be as honest as and and as as honest as I can when when I first meet him, but give him like, hey, this is where I think you can be a realistic, you know, like a realistic point of view, kind yeah. of point of view, you know. And and I don't know. Sometimes a lot of people want to sell the snake oil, but I'm like, no. And I just, you know, I I, I knew that at, at these academies, like when I started at that academy, I'm like, okay, these kids are here to to get better. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so these snowboard snowboard academies, and there's this was when there was a uh, there was a good amount of them, but it was not as many as there are now. Uh, this there was obviously MSA, which is Mount Snow Academy, Stratton Mountain School, CVA, uh, Okimo, Okimo Mountain School. Uh, so they uh, the kids go there to to pursue whatever it is to live to live at the mountain to live at the mountain to be in a sense you know as simple as like to get away from your parents and go live in a mountain and get better. At whatever it is, snowboarding, skiing, alpine skiing, whatever. Mm-hmm. So and so, it's all homeschool. They you they have teachers so, that are so they have teachers there. Some of them, you know, some of them actually will at MSA and and even at SMS. All of them have it's a school. You know, you go there to pursue snowboarding. So you ride during the best hours. You you, you ride during the best hours. You go to school. Um, I think the schedule at MSA was they went to school on Monday, uh, full time. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, they would do a little bit more than half day of riding and then school, and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, full full time snow. So what you know, a dream. So so yeah, I mean even even if you went there and and like I said, this was probably there, there wasn't really never ever's, but there was kids there that that you know went in there kind of being sort of like intermediate and and became these good mm-hmm. riders because you you just the time on snow is you know it's, it's priceless it's insane yeah, and they probably a lot of kids probably learned over the year too that like maybe they don't want to go pro and they just want like you said yeah. to work on their skills and to better the get the best that they can it's got to be eye-opening once you're all of a sudden on a hill not with your parents not with your friends not at school doing like tuesday through thursday riding perfect nitro at, at nine yeah eight. You know, and, and and let's not call it perfect. We all know the East Coast is. Um, <laughs> I like to call it, you know, because you never they they teach you in like coaching things. Never, never use like negative things. So I never, I never called it icy. You know, and and I didn't come up with this. Slippery. I call it I call it character building snow. Yes. Or character diminishing, whichever yeah, way you took it that day. You know, now that, that sounded a little less like harsh than hey, it's a. It's brick. It's brick out it's there. It's bulletproof. Don't fall. <laughs> and you know what? I'm I'm glad that it was brick because you know it, you didn't want to fall. Yeah. So you you tried to learn how not to fall. Yeah. And when you fell, you you actually learn how to fall because you're like spread out the weight. You know, it's like skateboarding. You, if you've one of the tricks is learning how to learning how to fall. Yeah. You know, if you're if you're a vert skater or or, or big air guy, you can't be getting hurt every time you fall. If you don't know how to knee slide, you're you're shit out of luck. Yeah, you're done. So was Corinthia even? No, this was like still Un Blanco Gulch. They would build this huge, huge. Oh, actually, no, there was a, a Inferno. So there was Un Blanco Gulch in the in the main base lodge, you know, and then Inferno was the big park on the Corinthia side. Okay. But then the rest of the 
trails there were just kind of used for whatever. But Inferno was like, okay, we're not going there till yeah, they we're just ready. Do that on the way other side of the mountain. Yeah, Hopefully that's no like, one finds it. <laughs> yeah. But but like I said, I mean, a lot of good skiers, snowboarders, they came out of that place. You know, mm-hmm. you've you've you, we Gapper, can name right? we can name everybody. Yeah, yeah. We can name like, you know, so but like back to when I got the group and and I was like, oh yeah, you know, I had some of these kids and uh Grenier was was in a in a, in the older group, but he was still kind of ride with us. And then, you know, uh, during that year I got to work with 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 every group because I think Quas and, and Dave just wanted me to get the experience of working with all the different groups. Um, I was, like I said, I was like the third guy there, more sort of filling in where they needed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they kept it pretty small. A lot of these schools, the the coach to to snowboard ratio is is small, which is cool. You know, like five kids to to a coach makes it pretty a easy. A lot more one-on-one time. So I got, like I said, this was like, this was the heyday of of watching Chris Grenier and and some of the other guys and 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 even then when we were rolling around those days that were we had snowboard and snowboarding instead of school um you would see like you know Scott Stevens and all those guys I was going to say what are some other legends that rolled through so like like Chris Bearsford Scott Stevens all these East Coast dudes were good friends with with Granier you know he's he's a Massachusetts kid so all those kids from from Wachusett and all those guys would come up to to Mount Snow to ride. And anytime like like Granier was in my group, we would like have like uh, you know, those guys would come and ride with us. Even if like they they weren't really paying to to hang out with us, we were like, just, just come. Yeah. You know, they just it was just cool to ride. And and like I said, this was probably before I became like I I would I should say like a professional Coach, coach I, yeah. I, you know, I was doing it. I'm like, oh man, this is awesome. It's like glorified babysitting some some good snowboarders. Yeah, and some slight shredding for you. You're yeah, and some good shredding, and let let me get paid to snowboard. This yep. is awesome. So, so like I said, I, I, Mount Snow Academy was awesome. I was there, and throughout the years, I was there for like ten years. So I saw, like I said, Grenier was there with with his crew and that whole crew. Of 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 riders, you know. Um, then there was the uh, the Max Lyons days, and that's where yeah, everybody that I know now, yeah, right? so Levi, Levi. I mean, I remember Jeremy Ellenberg, all of them. And it's funny because I see all these dudes. Like, look, I like I said, I was I was twenty two, twenty three when I first started coaching. Like, Grenier was like sixteen, seventeen. So it was funny because I'm like. He's not gonna listen to me. Yeah, like what is, you know, we're, we're like five years apart. But now, now it's like it, it was funny. Like I, I, I always say those those five first five years of coaching, I was just like, well, what am I doing here? Yeah, you know, I get I get paid for this. Yeah, but like yeah. you said, it's like I get to drive. Like they need someone to drive. They need and, someone and, to and right, and, and, and I learned schedule. and I learned real quick. You know, and I think and I think like I said, this was before all this like stuff with with the competition you know yes usasa was around and some other events but it was more about just going out and snowboarding and getting better you know and it was cool because those were the days when when grenier you know and like i said every, every year sort of like everything comes full circle so like the grenier days was he was you know he was getting some stuff from some companies and they wanted to fly him out to do this and it was like hey you know 
Uh, yes, you need go someone and, to go with. Go and do that. And and there was times he went on his own, but it, he 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 was always. It was always cool to see that that part of it. That it was before the 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 sort of uh, pressure filled, I guess, competition things that are now like oh the rev mm -hmm. tour and this. So uh, I remember his first one of his first sponsors was Chad. You know, those guys at at Academy sending some boards. You know, mm -hmm. and and. There was some stuff with with a uh, six eight six and seven, you know, and it was it just cool to watch that. And you were you helping facilitate any at that point? Sponsor? At that point, out no. And that's what I was saying when I started those like when I started coaching. Then I, I, was, just I didn't know I didn't know those ropes. Like, you guys need anything? I'm here. Yeah, like it, it, like you said, it was more. I, I now I look at it, I was just like their Uber to mm -hmm. places, you know, and and. And, and I'm, don't I'm, figure to be around so that they didn't do certain things. Right, right. right. And they still, they still did dumb yep, stuff. I'm sure. I, I did it when I was younger. But, you know, I always say, my grandfather used to say, if you can't be good, be careful or be quick. Mm. So you yep. just. And be respectful. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. So, yeah. So, I mean, it was cool seeing that. But I, I, I then I was just watching and learning those, those ropes. Like, oh, how are these guys, you know, you know, learning who the the reps are at different companies learning who these guys are and sort of like in a weird way, just mentally writing it down. And, and, you know, I, I wish, I wish I went in, I knew more then. Cause like for, I think it took me like five, six years to, to realize that it was more than, you know, like being a coach is, you know, it's more than just being like, just open your front shoulder. Yeah, just it's, the chaperone. It's like networking. It was, it's everything. It's like you know, you it's it's making sure they're they they get to their contests. It's making sure their boards are ready. Making sure uh, they're mentally in mentally the right prepared. Spot. You know, sometimes I may have to bail them out of jail. No, <laughs> literally, <laughs> never know. Yeah. So so it, it, it it's you know it's uh, those first ten years. It was definitely for me. It was a learning curve and. I look back at it and I was like, I wish I was a, 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 the coach I am now. Sooner. Sooner. Mm -hmm. But you know, I think it, it it went the right. It just way. shows how long it takes to develop that. Yeah, and 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 I and I'm still learning to this day. And how snowboard coaching is not just about teaching somebody how to do the no, trick. I mean, how much percentage of it is that? I mean, it's. It, I don't. I don't know if I can put a number to it because for people it's different right you know it could be for somebody it could be 90 percent. you know for some kid it could be just that 10 percent little push mm -hmm. and they take the 90 percent and take it so it's like every i think every every kid you work with is is different being you know resilient versatile to be able to right some kid needs to you to pretty much write a book on how to do something some kids just want the to hey, see you do it first Everybody yeah so, different you know and and I'm glad. I'm glad it. You know, all the the kids that asked me to do it first was like back then. So like, I didn't because I ain't I ain't trying to do no double corks yet. Yeah. But yeah, I see you get the guest coaches sometimes. You're like, hey, Johnny, he yeah, wants yeah. to see a double. Oh, that's why we hired those yeah. guest coaches. Yeah, minimum like, wage, throw a double. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> so no. when did it turn from? Because you said you were at Mount Snow, just doing the Mount Snow Academy, and there wasn't too much competition stuff, but you were still doing nationals at Copper. Yeah. Or, so or we so it was Copper. Um, before that, actually, it was there's some other places, but if I look back at it, I don't remember too much of the other. It was it's always been copper. Yeah. So we we came out here, probably I'm gonna say, for for the first couple of years I was there, 
Quaz and, and Dave would go to nationals, you know, and, and, and once they, you know, we had a big group of kids that started competing in USASAs, then, then I sort of, so like my first nationals, I mean, it's still 20, almost 20 years ago. So crazy. it's, uh, it's been a long time. So we came out here, they, they were still obviously compete USASA events at Okemo and Mount Snow, and, and then come out here for, for the events. Um, and it was it was an awesome place, and that was during the days where there, there's some some big snowboarders, you know, that that are big now that were USASA guys. Yeah, almost you know? all of them. Uh, every, everybody kind of competed. You know, it's like sort of, you know, it, it's sort of like where you can gauge yourself where you're at. You know, it's and it's kind of an accumulation of the season. You got to do the USA's to get yeah. to nationals and then all your hard work. And the but like the East coast had, like I said, I mean, the pipe guys were, were super good. And the slope guys, I mean, Rocky mountain obviously had their thing and mammoth always was a, like a strong, but you know, Southern Vermont was a pretty good series. Yep. And these were the kids that like were, were good snowboarders, like ATVs, like all-terrain vehicles. Yeah. You know, it's like you said. We had we, to back then. We talked about it. And like, we, you know, like I said, we move we move a little bit back and forth on, on some of the kids are at MSA, but Levi Gunsberg. Yep. You know, you see him ride now or you see him ride all the videos you see. He was a half-pipe champion. I was going to say, you'd never know how good he was in pipe. You know, Chris Grenier hated hiking half-pipe, but can still do a front nine above your head. Yes. Um, you know, some of those guys and even – like I said, when I first started, you know, uh, there was some of those East Coast guys that like were were the Vermont, the Vermont originals. They hold, they know how to hold that edge. Yeah, I mean, they they know they know how to ride a character building snow. So yeah, like Levi, Max Lyons, like all these guys, they they they, they took the competition world, but they used it to like kind of like a stepping stone, you know. Uh, you know, like I said, Sean Murphy. We can we can rifle off all these East Coast mm -hmm. people. That Tyler Reedus. Tyler Reedus. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's. Yeah, in my mind, it goes on. Forever. Tyler Troy. Yeah, I remember. I remember he was actually like that was the first year I started snowboarding. Yeah. he was so good, but he he wasn't into competing. Right? Yeah, and I mean, he competed a little bit, and he was good enough where when he did compete, he do well. But I think he just wanted. Like like a lot shred. of people, he just wanted to shred, and and if and if competing facilitated the shredding, then cool. But like you can see him riding now, and he's just as good as he was back then. Um, he was actually one of the few guys that um, that went to the U.S. Open, the the old U.S. Open, when it was at Stratton, um, and that was the days where it was like you started your day at like six in the morning. You know, the first pre-qualification rounds were at like eight o'clock and he moved all the way through pre-qualifiers, qualifiers, finals, and then made it to semis and then finals. So it's like the the hard working days. And there was a couple of kids that that did that during those those old US open days. There wasn't and, many routes. You had to do the route and you had to you had to work hard. Yeah, you you especially that that one was like that's back when it was like an open. It was just yep. you, you, if you had your chance, you went to the you slept next to the trailer there, and you, you, you put your name in, and hopefully they they let you in. And once you're in, you you go from there. And and like I said, some of those kids, Tyler was one of them, that went through the the 
the gambit of like probably like eight or nine pipe runs that day to make it to finals, you know? Um, So yeah, so, so Mount Snow Academy, I was there for 10 years. So like I said, working, working with different kids, definitely started getting better at the coaching part and knowing that it's more than just driving these kids to an event and, you know, helping them break down tricks and maybe being that, uh, maybe noticing something they, they don't, you know, it's, it's, there are times you, you know, they're, that, that you don't notice, maybe you're doing something that's off and having a good second set of eyes or even, you know, even, uh, you know, knowing that, that core, you know, coming here for nationals and knowing that the course is going to be like two jumps. It's like, Hey, you know, the, it, it, everything's kind of similar. And I remember I didn't have a coach and it was an absolute whirlwind showing up and having coaches. I mean, you remember me showing yeah. up and you'd be there and you would give me a bunch of good insight, but then having like, knowing like, yo, it's weird conditions. I just watched your 15 other competitors go. No one threw more than a seven. Don't do the 10, do that nine that you're good at. Yeah. I, I think, I think that the, here's what I'm going to say. When I coach, I go with first instincts with the kids, right? If, if a kid comes to me and we're at a contest and, and he's like, you know, if we, if like, look, if we're at practice and he's landing sevens in practice and nobody else is landing there, but I'm like, listen, let's go with what you've been working on. Even if it might be, even if you might not need it to, to do well, like this is what you've been working on. Let's yeah. go for it. Why would I change like what you've been doing? And that was sometimes, like I said, that's, I've had good, good days coaching with that. And I've had days where, you know, but it's like first, I'm always been a first instinct guy with coaching too, Mm -hmm. with like, especially now with tricks that are so ridiculously crazy uh, that, you know, there's 2160s, all the, and granted now, now there's airbags and all this stuff that you didn't have when you were a kid. Imagine you know, and imagine having a little bit of that safety net. A little cushion would have been Or as nice. I like to call it, uh, we're, we're going to the driving range to hit, yeah. you know, you're going to the driving range to hit some golf balls and you can blast them wherever because the, you know, and, and, and airbags can still hurt, but it's- you, In comparison. No. In comparison to, to rock hard snow, you can work on tricks over and over. And so, but it's like, you know, I think now- the the job of a coach it is it is it is uh it's 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 being about like a first instinct kind of guy or or trusting trusting what the kid can do mm-hmm. but you know with all these tools that we have i don't say it's become easier it's become uh i guess less of a you know less of a dart throwing a dart to a dartboard and hopefully it lands somewhere it's more like okay well we did that trick over and over into that bag. Like, let's go over here. Let's take it. And I think that there are times with some kids, you know, like you said, there's some kids that want to decipher everything. There's some kids that are just waiting for that, like reassurance, mm-hmm. you know, where they're just being like, well, what do you the think? Ask, and I'm like, yeah. can I do this? Like, and I've, I was like, what do you think? And I'm like, well, we worked on it. And then they're like, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. What do you think? I so, know what I think, but I want to know what do you and, think. And I, so it's like, I always ask, I was like, oh, you're asking me how I feel about it? I'm good with it. How do you feel about it? Once they're like, I'm good, it's like, okay, you know what? My next thing is like, I'm going to go down and film it for you. Yeah, because you're about to land it. Because, and you know what? Sometimes they don't. But I feel like they've done that 
work or that they put enough time into it to, I, in my mind, I feel like they're, they've gone past that, that hucking stage. Yeah, you're going where, for landing, you know, and if, when they don't, they, they might miss it by a little bit. You know, I, I was a, you know, a little side story. I was a really good pool player when I was younger. I was like the little hustler kid at the pool hall. Um, so, but there's times you, you know, when I miss shots, I didn't miss my bunch. The same thing when they're on the hill, when they miss some of those tricks, they didn't, they didn't like miss them by much. It's like, oh, heels to butt or, yeah, you know, because they did the, the, they worked on airbags and, and, you know, and, and I'm glad that's there, but I feel like there's still that, there's still a big, a big jump from airbags to, to, to on snow. And it's the hardest, the hardest thing to deal with is between your damn ears. Yep. You know, the hardest jump to hit, the hardest trick to land is right. If you don't, if you don't figure out like, you know, how to calm what's between your ears and we're talking about the brain. Yeah. um, Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it's, that's, that's probably the hardest part, you know, and that's, that's even like a small trick or, uh, you know, a a triple cork. It's, it's still, you know, that, that last reassurance. And I feel like, as a snowboard coach, I've always been one to, if a kid looks at me for that reassurance, I've, I'm going to say probably 99% of the time I've been like, Hey, you know, if we did the work, let's go. And I've been, if, if I know they're not ready, uh, I'm not afraid to be like, Hey, we're not there yet. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's like, you got to trust that because it's, if not, Kids inherently are going to get hurt whether they put in the work or they, they don't because it's just, I always say they're not playing chess. Yeah, they're going to bounce so much. You know, so so it's like if you, if you put in that work and 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 you're looking for, for that, if you put in the work, the the process is going to work itself out and you should you should be able to to land it. You should be able to to figure it out. And having a little bit of that reassurance from somebody that's been watching the process, I feel like that always helps. You know, I, you know, from sports, I, you know, I had I had coaches that there's times I'm like, hey, you're you're full of shit. You know, and there's times where I I might be full of shit. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm not gonna say every every coaching. Every coach, every time I've said something in in a coaching manner to somebody, there, there's times where there might be a little bit of you got it, yeah, full of shit, yeah, but. you know. But but it's you know it's it's a uh, what's that movie? I, I ever watched Days Days of Thunder, no. the Tom Cruise movie where he's a NASCAR driver. No, so his his race car chief, you know NASCAR, right? Mm-hmm. You know, there's the the chief with the headset and his ear, like, oh, turn four or whatever. Yeah. In that movie, there's a scene where where Tom Cruise, the the driver, he's he's like nervous about something. He's like, nah, man, I put some magic tires in your car. You know? Yeah. I put the magic tires. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, he's like, magic tires. Like, yeah, just trust it. It'll it'll, You're it'll good. Yeah, it, it, you'll be good. It'll Extra hold that. Time. You won't go into the wall, it'll hold that. And then in the movie, they interviewed him and, and they interviewed Tom Cruise like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, um, you know, Bill said, I forget the character's name. That's the, he's like, yeah, he said he put magic tires and, and the, the they guy was like, what magic tires? And he goes, I don't know what he's talking about. They're the same old tires we always put on. And then Tom Cruise the is brain. like, Tom Cruise is like, what? 
like it was like at that moment I needed to tell you something and and yeah and at least you didn't put it in the wall and the tires worked. Yep. So I always there are times where you know you you don't know the outcome. But they just need that reassurance. They, they need just that. need a reassurance. And like I said, I'm not a, I'm, I'm never been afraid to pull a kid out of something and be like, hey, you're not ready for this. Let's go work on that. So that we we can get back to the to this. You know, and sometimes those kids are like, oh no, I wanna like listen, trust me. Like I've done this. You know, and I feel like the first five years as a coach, I was like, oh shit, here we go. Um, did I make the right decision? Yeah. Now, like, you know, 20 years in, I'm like, I think, I think we've done, we've done it. Yeah, we've done the work. Let's yep. see. Let's go see what the, what the kid know, can do. The, what what the kid can do. Um, but yeah, so you know, going back, I sometimes go into tangents and people be like, Oh, this is Will going into like all over this place yeah. and going back and forth, like picking stuff out. But I was at MSA and 10 years in, I um it definitely it, it, it was funny. I definitely had a a moment where I, I felt like I was I was helping these kids out, but I was I was becoming very you know, it was everything was becoming routine, and I wasn't like pushing my. I, I was good at like pushing other kids to be better snowboarders, but I felt like I was, I was just becoming complacent to where I was. Like, oh, it was cool, yeah, I'm getting paid to snowboard coach, whatever. And I was like, yeah, this was like, I think it was. I remember it because it was the kids that were there. Uh, this was Max Lyons and and Dave McCarthy's. Yes, like I think it was like junior year. Um. And 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 junior year, I decided. Uh, actually, going back to the to a little bit, uh, a, a little side note. Uh, the academy started getting really, really, really big for for a little bit, and we had some kids after grand year. We had a group of Minnesota kids that came out, and during that time, because uh, you know this dude, you probably you know Tommy Anderson, yeah, Tommy yeah. A. Tommy A. That's when Tommy A came in in the picture, and and super cool dude. You know, and it was funny. I was when Tommy A came in the picture. It was now we had a good group of uh, of coaches, and and it just fit really well with with Quas, myself, Tommy A. It was just like a, a you know the, the the three amigos, the the you know the for whatever maybe the three douchebags. We don't know what we were, but but yeah, the, it was. Uh, during that time, I, I started feeling like, okay, you know, we've been helping these kids. Our group was cool, but then these kids moved out. The, the catalyst to like kind of moving on. A lot of these kids came to Mount Snow. There was uh, these minute like this Minnesota like four or five kids like uh, it's like Maddie K, Maddie Kirschgasler, uh, 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 Michaela Casey, some other kids, uh, Brendan Swanson. These were like super good kids, and this is when like the team started being more competitive. You know, we saw SMS had like a good crew of kids that were in the competition world. So we we started building that. Um, but we had a really bad snow year. And then they they decided to come out here, out west. Because we would we would still travel out here to, to train, I guess, if you like to call it that. You know, the, especially if the kids wanted to ride pipe. They, we didn't have a half pipe at Mount Snow, probably till a little bit into January. Um, and there was one here at Copper in, in December. So we, we would travel here, but a lot of those kids that year, we had a super bad snow year. They moved on, but that was the year I met Tommy A. And Tommy A has been 
Tom Anderson's been a good friend for years. He's yep. awesome, dude. He's a man. Um, so going back into to sort of the end of my MSA days, I was I was there and I'm like, ah, oh, I keep I I felt sort of like a little bit empty and like I haven't kind of pushed myself to to become better. Like yeah. I started feeling comfortable being a coach, but it was like I feel very, very relaxed, very complacent, very, you know, safe here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I need to a vibe switch. I need to ruffle the feathers. More, yeah. So I decided to 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 leave MSA and left in good notes. I just was like, I told Quaz, I'm like, listen, I'm ready. I told Tommy, I'm like, look, I'm ready to do something. Do something else. Um, you know, and and this was before a lot of programs were out here. So, you know, I came out, I came out to to copper i was like you know what i'm gonna move to colorado and see what's up came out to colorado i kind of set up a job with with uh the Vail snowboard school uh which was pretty cool and i did a cool it was a, a really good season here and the kids i worked with were were super awesome uh there's doing great things now you know like ryan walkendorf or some other kids uh you know, I feel like I'm always just name dropping, but whatever. That's good. That's what we put some you know. freaking. But but those guys, listen. It if I'm going to tell you one thing with coaching, it's at the end of the day, it's all about the kids. I, I could give a shit about my accolades or whatever. Like, you know, you see me. I still I'll go and hike those rails up at Copper at yep. 45 and do a crappy 50 50 because I genuinely enjoy being on the hill. Mm-hmm. So. I remember coming out here and I was like, oh, this is cool. I got to work with these kids. You know, the biggest thing, uh, you know, that I, I probably would have stayed working there with those kids for, for a while, but I only lasted one year because it's just super expensive to live here. Mm-hmm. So, and during those days, I was like, I was becoming a better coach. I was feeling more comfortable. I was feeling more, sort of more relaxed with, with what was going on. And and I was like, okay, uh, I'm starting to feel like I can do this for for a living you know i could do this maybe this is what i was designed to do mm-hmm. at uh like coach on your own yeah, well i think just coaching sorry i think just coaching to uh just just like i felt i felt like i'm like okay the this is sort of a profession you know we're back back at msa it was like okay well we were just we're here in our small world I, it started opening like, oh, look, there's these big events. Some of these kids are kind of going to to uh, to the World Cup and and, and sort of that. And, and there was kids back at MSA days that were in that that track, but I wasn't ready to like show them sort of the the ropes because uh-huh. I was still learning those the yeah, ropes yeah. as a coach. So when I went to to Vail, it was more like, okay, well, this kid's trying to pursue the world cup and this kid's trying to pursue this and this kid's trying to pursue, you know, working with, with, with like, uh, photo shoots uh, with a magazine. And, and it started like, a, you know, once I started developing, even in the MSA days into there, like I started making connections with, with some industry heads and be like, Oh, Hey, you know, this kid could be good for, for your photo shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, so once you move out West, you realize how much more. Yeah. Like, like I said, I was a, you know, I was a small, I was a a coach in a in a big, in a small pond, and, yeah, yeah. and you know, and then once I came out here, same thing. Pretty sure all those kids that come out here was like, "Oh my god, it's a big pond." Yeah, uh, but 
I decided that year, you know, I worked, like I said, I worked with some other coaches there that were, were awesome. Ben Boyd, uh, Elijah Teeter, me and him had a group. So I don't know, you know, you've met Elijah Teeter. Mm-hmm. Awesome dude. Yep. I mean, the greatest human. So many ever. amazing humans. You know, it's that whole family. But he, you know, working with him, he's so relaxed and so like, you know, so like cool about it. Um, I, I remember that time that that same year, it might have been MSA days. It's like I look back at what coaches kind of inspired me to keep doing it. And that was those were the days where I met, like, like I said, Elijah was there, Ben, uh, Bill Enos, you know, Waterville guy. Awesome. Awesome dude. You know, you, you could do a podcast, but just about him for 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 hours on end. Awesome, awesome this guy. But so that year, that year just it was good. I just it didn't it didn't work out for me out here. So I decided to go back east to 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 Carabasset Valley Academy, which is in Maine. So I decided to move to an even colder Vermont. It oh, felt I like. didn't know about this. Yeah. So but but you know, let's say going back to to I think I met you during my MSA days. Yes, um, probably on and off. And and like I said, I've always been, always been helpful of kids that I feel like 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 for you when you were saying, oh, I helped you out at, at a contest. I was just like, you know, if anybody needed anything, like I'm gonna I'm gonna hook them up. Yeah. Even even if it's not one of the kids that I'm contracted to coach, I'm yes. like. If you need a screwdriver, here you go. If like you need a little like, hey, you know, it's sticky before that rail because it looks it's like I've, I've never been one of those to not help. Yeah, others. It's not Another about competitor. You know, get the edge over your ride. No, it's. I mean, at the end of the day, we're just snowboarding, and yeah, and yes, it's 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 a competition when you're in there, but it's also like, you know, what if I'm ever competing against somebody like me personally, I want them to do good to do i don't want to beat them because they had a because i had a chance like yeah because they they fell i always wanted to be like no i want to i want to beat them right i want to beat them the right way or you know in in a way and i've always been competitive like that uh but not to the detriment of like wanting them to fail it's more like no you know what today today you got it tomorrow i'm gonna i'm gonna gonna do my best and take you you know so it was always like people are like oh why are you helping me i'm like I'm gonna just help him. Mean, if you don't like it, too bad. Yeah, you know, I've I'm always, a good person. And you know, his board is dry. So, <laughs> He's not clearing the first jump. <laughs> so yeah, so like I said, the veil, the veil time was cool, but it was super short. You know, I'm gonna kind of backtrack to to the Mount Snow days because that's like I said, that's where we we met, and I saw you rolling around, and yeah, you know, and I'm like, oh, you know, this this kid is pretty pretty cool. I like, you know, I've all always all been a place. fan of good snowboarding, and we all know. That this is when when the park had moved to Corinthia. We all know it's like Showcase City on Nitro. And with the C sessions and everything. On Nitro, is, you know, and like I said, I want to talk because that was that was more where where I was coaching. I've been coaching through so many eras, you know, like like I guess it's like, yeah. oh, this is this. But it, that was when I was like, look, this is the the coolest thing I've seen. You know, all some of the coolest stuff is going down right under this chairlift, you know, and, and you know, the, those were the heydays of, of like Sean Murphy and, and Ian Key and some of these East Coast dudes. Literally all my idols. Those are the reason I started snowboarding. And, and that's when, you know, they started the C sessions. And when they had moved to Corinthia, they started getting it 
right over there. Yeah. I always said they moved all the rowdy kids into this this corner yeah. of the mountain. They were like, okay, you guys stay over here. Yeah. And and smart decision. Yeah, yeah. And and you know what? Look, a lot of places have prime example, copper here is let's move the rowdy kids to this corner. And but they they made it where they figured out that they could build good parks in that like thing, you know, in that that little piece of land. The same thing in Park City, Woodward Park City, here, a lot of other places. They they started building it like skate parks. Yeah. You know, and 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 it was like, oh yeah, but Corinthia was that was like going up Nitro. It was like like showcase city. Yeah. Hollywood. Yeah. You know, you you, you can't see, be afraid to fall there. No. And and sometimes though I think a lot of, you know, I always take it back to like sometimes coaching is it's tough sometimes for parks to be under the chairlift because a lot of times when you're coaching kids, they don't want to push it out of their comfort zone. If people see them. Because people are looking at them from yeah. the hill, their friend. And I'm like, and then there's times I'm like, I don't, don't give a shit what, you know they're what? They're not there. They're not there. Let's just try it. But a lot, of par- a lot of parks are right under chairlift. So there are times where you sometimes like coaching kids, you're like, you know, try, try 04 360s yeah. or try 04 and they're like, no, I'm just gonna do the the, yeah. the cab one and the this because I'm just like people are gonna see me. But but like I said, you 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 coach how you can. You you try to help them how you can. But there's always there's just like 20 years of probably there, there's just kids that are like oh somebody's yep. watching. I remember being shocked seeing because I'm pretty sure Okimo and Stratton both used to at that era come yeah. to Mount Snow. Yeah, so they they would come. I think not as often as they do now, but they. It was because Strat- Stratton still had a good park. Um, so did Okimo. Okimo had the the T bar, so you could lap that that half pipe, and that was like that was cool. Like just having that like a uh, that trifecta of mountains. Mm-hmm. It was a uh, it was a uh, like a nice triangle of like just rippers. Yeah. Uh, and I was always cool with like those coaches. I've always tried to be as cool as I can with all the other coaches. Or if any other kids needed their help, I've yeah. You know, I've always been. Like, hey, I'll, I'll help you out. Yeah. You I know? remember seeing, literally looking at those groups of kids and just being like, because I didn't start really yeah. snowboarding until like right then. Like I was 19, 20 years old. I had that phase of like weekend warrior, stopped snowboarding in my late teens and then found Mount Snow and was like, this is the sickest shit I've ever seen. Saw a crowbar and was just like, like you said, Ian Key and Sean Murphy throwing all these tricks. And I was like, this is snowboarding. Yeah. And then I would see these groups of 10, 20 kids always out there like first run perfect conditions with the coaches the coaches would be standing on like the tier of a jump and it would just be the sickest back three melon 12 kids in a row perfect back three melon back and i'm like they're just working on back three melons today like <laughs> i need to just work on that and i would like see what you guys were working on and i would go and practice i'm, I'm a back three melon every jump and like you'd see him so like watching that progress and then i remember my mom being like Cause I was like, oh, wow, how come we didn't do this? And she's like, oh, I didn't know. Like, I didn't know you wanted to do a snowboard school. Like I wasn't even snowboarding at that time, but watching those kids, I remember just being like, what a fucking dream that must be to just get Yeah. I think, like shred. I said, I mean, I, I'm, I'm the same way. I wish I had it. Look, when I worked at Woodward and I worked at Woodward, Pennsylvania for, for like 10 years, I didn't go there till I was old enough to work there. Mm-hmm. I could never afford it to as a kid and yeah. the brochure the brochures would come yeah you know and the, it was it must have been work. the same way Imagine like going to work. Oh, and it was like four hundred dollars five hundred dollars and yeah. it was like it's crazy you know like whatever and obviously you know the price has changed or whatever but it was just like i can't i can't afford it and i remember going there as a as a the first time as a 
as a adult coach, coach or as an yeah. adult. And I was like, um, I'm a camper. Yeah. I'm going to go have fun. Yeah. I'll be I'm on the trampoline if you need me. <laughs> I'm going to go skate. I'm going to go. So like, it's the same way, you know, you, you, you're on that chairlift and you see it. I, I've, I, I've, I genuinely riding that chairlift. I was like, you know what I mean? This is all these dudes are, are so it's awesome to watch. Yeah. You know, and even as a snowboard coach now, I still enjoy just watching snowboarding. Yes. I probably watch, I probably watch more snowboard videos like than 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 Hollywood movies nowadays. Yeah, for sure. For whatever reason, I'm always like, oh look, the new the new Beyond Metals is out. Yeah, you know. Then the, and it's funny, too. and it's funny because now you know, so in tune to, I, I I've met a lot of people in this industry that that. I, I'm still kind of awestruck at, at seeing those guys, and some of them I've I've seen them compete for years or, or or be filming for years, and I know them, you know, like personally, and and it's just crazy still to see sort of what's going on these days. But I remember that was like, oh, you know what? This is why I enjoy doing this because I want to just watch good snowboarding, yeah, every day, and and anytime I saw kids that like. In a sense, I shouldn't say struggling, but whatever, and I, and I could help them. I was like, "Here you go," you know. Yeah, that was us at Hood. Yeah, remember the remember the Hood when we crashed with you for yeah a couple of days. That was my first time ever going out to Hood. Yeah, you're like, "Here's a couch." Or here's I knew this. you from Mount Snow Academy. I think Crowbar was a coach yeah. then, and you were like, "None of the kids want to sleep with me." I got three bunks in here, and me and BW, yeah. we all crashed with you. I was like, "No way!" You know, we've done that. You know, like that's just the way. Because you know, at some point, I'm pretty sure somebody did that for me. Yes, and I've always been a, a, a like pay it forward kind of guy. You know, I. I I come off as a heartless prick, but <laughs> I do have a soft interior, I guess, yeah. you know, but I have, you know, I'm like, I'm like the, I'm like ice cube, you know, you got the, the, the boys <laughs> in the hood ice cube. Yeah. And then there, you might get the, are we there yet? Ice yeah. cube too. <laughs> That's a uh, good analogy actually. So, so yeah, I mean, the, the, back to those days, cause like I said, those were the days that I remember sort of the most. And then I remember stuff now, but watching you ride through there and watching like Crow and the, that whole crew, the kids I was coaching at that time, like, you know, Don Donofrio, Anthony Donofrio, Tyler Troy, all these kids that, that have gone to, to do things in life outside of snowboarding. And some of them have done good things with snowboarding, but every time I see them, they're still just as good as they were. Yeah. You know, you're like, you build the, that foundation from the that beginning. natural, like, that natural talent is always there. You watch Tyler Troy right now, or you watch any of these guys, like it's it's there. You know, we were talking about that kid, Jeff Meon. He's a firefighter now, but still, like, still throw a switch yeah. backside five over, you know, giant jump and and still looks stylish as hell. Uh so so it's like I in, in a sense, I there's times I miss those days because they were so like pure and and it was right before like all the everything started becoming competitive and all these teams started coming out. And, and like I said, it's great that there's so many choices for people now, but I, I loved those days. Like, and then watching you kind of just get better and, and you could see it, like you could see a difference when, and even with you and some of the other snowboarders that, that were like the weekend warriors and then were there kind of, you know, had more time to, to get better mm -hmm. and, you know, it's it's. I missed the watching the C sessions. I know they're 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 out there somewhere, and somewhere. we can find them somewhere. But if you, 
You know, I remember one of them. I cut Critter's hair. <laughs> yes. I don't know if you remember Critter. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I've I've made I've made a couple of cameo appearances in some of them. Yeah. Um, but it was it was cool. It was cool watching all those dudes and like, and and they're still they're still ripping mm-hmm. wherever they may be. If they're still in the East Coast because they they sort of never wanted to leave, which is fine. Or or if they're whatever, you know, Sammy Blazjewski is. Prime example. The Everybody's dude, getting it somewhere. You know, I, I love name drive because all these kids need that recognition. Yeah. All these kids were like the unknown. So if uh, if I feel like I'm, you know, going again to no, name I drive. No, I want that because like, like, like in the beginning I said, you know, I didn't know a lot of your story, but like for, for some reference of people, why I'm even having you on the podcast is like you said, you've been there for, you've helped so many of it, the people it, that are running the game right now since day one. And a lot of that stuff I didn't even know. Yeah, and I'm and I'm stoked. I'm stoked to like give them the maybe the recognition that that they should, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so yeah, so transitioning into like kind of what I'm, you know, the CVA days, Carabas Valley. It was cool being there, especially because it was a, a full time gig, and that's also when I when I started uh, working at High Cascade, when I became the head coach at at camp or whatever you want to call it. That's mm-hmm. what we called it. Um, that was that was kind of like that became another era of watching some stuff and and going out to hood you know and and seeing um seeing even more snowboarding you know and i had gone out to hood before that with with kids like the kids i coach we would do camps out there you know for like a long time but that when when i got that job as the head coach at at camp that's when i was like oh man this is 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 cool. Like I, I was snowboarding in a sense year round. Mm-hmm. Before that, I was like, I would go home for some stuff, and you know, before those days, it was like, you know, I wasn't like, you know, I would go home to Jersey to to sort of get away from snowboarding. You know, when I got the job at at camp, it was like the full time full time deal. And that was separate. That was when you were working for High Cascade. Yeah. But you also were doing through Mount Snow Academy. Those so yeah, so no, well, no, weeks. I would say more at at, Car- at CVA. So another academy, but it I I've so like I guess in a sense I've coached in the in the academy world for probably fifteen plus years, and it's cool. It's an awesome place. I feel like the biggest thing where I needed to change from that to where I am now, it was just I kind of wanted another challenge to myself. I've always found like. I want different chapters and like challenge myself. Yeah. Uh, so, so the hood days, you know, and I remember you coming. That's when I was like, "Hey, come and yeah, come and work out." And then you're sleeping these, in the rain outside. <laughs> yeah, these sort of logs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're sleeping in the rain outside, or, or you're in your van. Come, like, hey, come and coach some kids, and you can. Uh, I actually, didn't have a van at that point. You brought me to drive to boring Oregon, two and a half hours away oh, from remember that. camp. And you fucking brought me to the 91 Ranger. The, the 91 Ranger was awesome. I that, that, She's still going. A, the I still the person her. that sold it to you? Yeah, right. I don't know about that. I, <laughs> I think it know. was a stolen vehicle. I don't know what was Yeah, because I don't think you could, I don't, I don't, it didn't have a title. No title. Parts vehicle. But it worked. It took me four years. I got a title for it. I mean that put 160,000 miles on it. Hey, and that's look, that's the beauty of these. Look, I'm driving a yeah, a 96 Subaru, a, $600 beater. a $300 beater, but that's Perfect just the way. Idol, I, that's though. just the way I am. I, I'd rather spend purring. my money on on some other stuff than I don't need a fancy car. Yeah, you know, always. But yeah, so I remember 
I remember that. That I appreciate oh, that. that. That was an awesome little truck, Unreal. and it's still around, like you yep. said. And yeah. that was the rental van that you had, like to you know, you have a little opportunity to have a vehicle that you can bring me somewhere, and like you had yeah. time off. It's like that helped me so much. That literally changed my life. Yeah. So I remember, like I said, we we brought you in to to help coach, and you know, kids were stoked, and you were there, and th that's where you know some of your vlogs were were awesome, yeah. and then and, and then they they you know they became even more like like bigger, where you, you got to to ride that that summer setup. That was so yeah. good. Yeah, that was when you were at High Cascade as the head coach there. Yeah. And that was just, that was the first time I had ever, just like you were talking about with Woodward, where I just had watched all the session recaps and everything for so long, never was able to afford it. Wasn't I was too old by the time I was ready to afford it to like be a, a, yeah. a young camper, didn't know about adult camp. And yeah, you gave me the opportunity of a freaking of a lifetime. I ended up coming up the next year too. And like you said, that helped grow the channel so much. The kids were so stoked. Yeah, I think that's, Probably where you met uh green yeah yeah i think that's probably where you met mikey green how how important is it as a rider coming up as a kid or whatever that's trying to like take snowboarding professionally to snowboard during the summer months like specifically at hood or just in general to keep I, I think it's always good i think you got to take a break too mm -hmm. you know it's it's you you have to like because if you don't take a break from it you kind of get burnt out you get burnt out like somebody was saying oh will it's it's fdoh for you first day on hill i'm like no i mean i that doesn't I was, happen i was in austria like last week and when does the season start when is it it, it doesn't really end you know and, and i'm not complaining about it but it's just it's nice to take like i went in after after i was in uh new zealand for for i was i went to new zealand for for three months this summer <sighs> um you know we can go back and talk about that a little bit but i i um after this, that trip and then the trip that I had to Austria with the kids I coach now, I went and visited my mom. You know, my, my grandma had died, so it was, it was kind of a sad trip. But it's also like anytime I went to visit my mom, people are like, oh, what are you doing in Florida? I'm like, I'm going to sit on the beach and not do anything. Yep, I don't need to do because I've been just traveling everywhere. Yeah. Like I've been stuck in this airport. I've been stuck in that airport. And it, I'm just going to sit on a couch. For like at least a day where i'm gonna go sit on a beach or on, there's you know there's a nice pool there so you do need to take a break and well, i like this a lot of these to rebuild you have to you know go like you i see you guys surfing all the yeah. time and it's like go do that yeah so get that away you from can it recharge so you can it. love it and so you can love it when once back. you get back uh so i always tell kids i mean and a lot of these kids do need you know if they're trying to pursue the the competitive world you do need it's like an eight month season yeah you're not gonna say a good, a good uh, eight months of of whatever training it is. You know, like the the obviously the the competition time is usually January through April, for like uh, I guess we now that I know like obviously Northern Hemisphere, Southern Hemisphere, a lot of the events are during that time, even for whoever it is. So it's like those those four or five months, and then I always like to take a I always tell kids take a break in April, May. And then go somewhere, maybe July, whatever it is. If it's camp out at Hood or or somewhere, you know, even like I said, New Zealand, yep. you know, and that was that was awesome trip. I always there's there's times where I'm like, I take these trips and I'm like, I wish I would have taken these ten years ago. You know, like I wish when I was the the head coach at camp, I was like, I wish I was the head coach at camp in my, you know, I was the head coach at camp in my late thirties. I'm yeah. like, I wish I was in my late 
like 20s. Mm-hmm. But whatever, it was still fun. You know, you, you you said it. When we were there, you're like, hey, Will, you're going to have to hit this this jump with me. And I'm like, you know, my days of, of being a, 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 a stuntman or yeah. pushing it out of my comfort zone, you know, there is there is times now, but it was, you know, there it's just seldom sometimes. And that was one of those. I'm like, okay, I can't. I can't pull out of this. If I drop, I'm gonna drop in first. And he said, if he, if I pull out of this, the big jump, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna get run over, and I'm gonna get it. So, you know, I did. I, I, you know, I, I yeah. helped. I've helped you, and you at that moment, you were like, you kind of pushed me to, yeah, to do something I hadn't done in a while. And, Hell yeah! And I'm like, you know, I like to keep myself in, in smaller things. I think nowadays it's funny. I. I I enjoy hitting rails more than anything because they're so low to the ground and yeah. I can do kind of fun yeah, little tricks get in there, and get out of there. Give me a good quarter pipe. I'll do a hand plan. Hang time is a little much. Yeah. No, so, but it, it's always funny because I'm like, I'm there and like, sure, let's do it. Yeah. I'm, I'm never going to not say, I'm not going to say no if somebody, yeah, yeah. You know, I have my moments. Um, it's usually, it's usually when it's nice and soft. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, if somebody comes up to me, like, well, you're going to hit this thing. I'm like, yeah, when it's, when it's a a little a little more forgiving, yep. you know, it's a little character building right now. Drop. Wow. <laughs> the best place on earth. Yeah, I say we we gear towards the the next route of your of your coaching. You went from Mount Snow Academy. So yeah, you went from Never Ever's to Mount Snow Academy. To Vail, Colorado. Yep. What's the what's the next shift? So, like I said, I was in Maine for four years. Had some cool kids I worked with there. Um, Mike Mallon. That's where sort of I've known Mike Mallon for years, and he's the the head of USASA president uh, or executive director, or whatever. Big dog. Big dog. Um, so I got to work with him a little bit, and that was cool. Kind of learning sort of a little bit of uh, the ropes from him. So I've had really good teachers. I think every every couple of years I've had <coughs> excuse me, some good teachers to kind of show me a little bit of ropes that I might not know. So it's cool being there. I got to run in a sense my own program there. He was like, here you go. Here's here's the five kids they want to do these events. Let's go. You know, and I was like, okay, cool. And I I felt really good about where I was as a coach and, you know, kind of was able to sort of not have to be micromanaged in a sense. Never been a big fan of, of anybody kind of micromanaging me. Yeah. Sure. Um, but I'm always one of those. If I'm messing up, let me know. Yeah. If I'm not messing up, let me do my thing. Yeah. Yeah. So he was good at, at sort of a, you know, letting me do my thing. And I think, the years before that, I just, you know, when I was uh, with Quaz and those guys, I just didn't know the ropes. So I was, I wanted to to learn all that. You know, I think at that moment at CVA, it's when I was fell, oh yeah, I, I kind of, I got this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so had four years there and and it's Maine. It's the middle of nowhere, Maine. And, and I loved it, but we would spend a lot of times coming out West. So I think my heart started going like, oh, you know what? Maybe, maybe we go out west again. Mm-hmm. Um, and when when I decided I was going to leave there, I, the same thing. I left with 
and 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 good graces. I always try to leave in good graces. You know, that way you don't I try not to burn too many bridges. Cause then if you burn all the bridges, you're you're stuck on an island. Yes. And that's the that's not a fun island. No. Uh but yeah, so I left there. Well, I I I I knew I wanted to try to do my own thing. And for years, there's going to the, you know, we were talking about it. Uh Ron Quixote. Mm-hmm. You know, got he, my first sponsor. He always wanted me to, we always kind of wanted to work together somehow or another. But I wasn't, I was never going to leave MSA. Like I said, I never wanted to burn bridges. So it was always like, hey, when, when we might, when it's the right time, let's, let's try to do something, mm-hmm. you know, and, and he's doing awesome things these days with, with ASTC. So he, he has his group, American Snowboard Training Center and awesome group of guys. He, uh, he was like, Hey, you know, you're planning to go out West. You know, I want to kind of expand out there and see what's up. And I was like, Oh, you know what? Let's, let's try to do this. And I'd left anytime I left, I didn't, I, I didn't go, Hey, you kids, you 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 should come with me. I'm going to this yeah. place. I've always been like, no, you know what? When I left it, when I left MSA, it was like, Hey, Tommy and Quas, you know, Max Lyons and those guys, Hey, you're, you're in good hands. Uh, when I left, Veo is like, hey, you're in good hands. These coaches, yeah. every coach that I've ever met has been super capable of, of doing things, you know. Uh, so it was when I left CVA, I didn't leave with really, you know, any kids. But there are times where, you know, I was like, oh, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pursue something else. And, you know, there was that girl, Ad- Addison Gardner, came out with with us, and that was like my first foray into being kind of out here on, on my own me and me and uh ron sort of in a sense became partners and you know i started a a team out here that was through like astc yeah through, Colorado. AS, through astc and and like i said he always wanted to expand and you know i never really cared you know what my team was called and it was a cool opportunity to team up with them because i had the chance to maybe even work with some of the up and comers over there and the foundation that he had built like exactly he's east. done like i said and and it was if for me it was learning the ropes of running my own thing through him and, and you know it's like i i learned from him you know where i am now you know and all the other coaches it was just like every five years or every 10 years i just needed i needed to ruffle my feathers and see yep. what and and it's just that's just that's the way human I nature that's, I, or, or like you know like, your nature my nature too you know uh, I want to, you know, at the end of my life, I want to just be skid like in. That's what I'm saying. I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to like, uh, no, I want to like show up all like freaking perfect to- bow tie. Tokyo drift my ass yeah. in there. <laughs> Dirty, rugged, bleeding. Just, yeah, that was no. a good lap. <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, it's, uh, so yeah, so I was working with, with him. I had a couple of kids that sort of uh, wanted to work with me and it was like, it was funny. It was a, a cool different crew there was some pipe kids there was you know slope kids but we were out here we got a house out here and, and it's pretty pretty good deal the next year we actually grew i had a second coach uh it, we, that helped me out that way we kind of had uh, a development team and and, mm-hmm. and sort of the the traveling team uh in a sense like i should say the usasa team and then like the rev tour team uh Third year in, it was it was still like I said, some of those kids would come out from from out east, 
you know, Storm and all those guys are just like anything. Worst, at worst, I gave Storm a couch to sleep on because yep. he wanted to be out here uh, doing stuff with sponsors. Yep. Uh, and, and like I said, Ron's an awesome dude. You know, like you said, incredible. He helped incredible. You. I mean, old old pro can still do a McTwist. Yeah. You know, can still rip pretty strong and has built a good deal out out, out east. Yeah. I remember you know, he gave me respect on a front board I had one time yeah. through, through the waterfall. Well, rail. it's like, I, I and I didn't come up with this word, word, but I use it all the time, is I don't sugar coach. Neither does it. Yeah. If, if something looks like sh- shit, yeah. we'll let you know. Yeah. And especially now when there's like 4K video and everything is so crisp. Yeah. You know, back then, back... Back 10 years, 15 years ago, you could get away because the scrub, yeah, because the the quality of video wasn't that great. But now, now you 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 can see it in 3D on your Oculus, (laughs) yeah, 4D, 5D, yeah, virtual reality. So, so you know, I'm me and I think me and him, like I, I, every every everyone coach, I took something from every coach, and the one thing that that he always told me is like, yeah, you know, uh, just. Be honest. I remember he was he was a hard ass. Yeah, but it was it was real. I, and another one from him is, is that I I always use too is is you know people either hate you the first day or love you forever. Yep. And I'm always like that. Even when it comes to like business, it's you know I don't want any gray areas. You either like what I'm doing or you don't. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, cool. Hey. Yep. Somebody else out there does. Uh, so yeah, so three years in with, with him, it was you know we were doing good things. I think what I was I came to a, a time where I was just like, you know what, I want to try to see if I can do this on my own. Yep. And he, he was helping me a lot during that time, showing me the start of the ropes of being, you know, doing doing my own thing. Yeah, um, always wanted to sort of do that, even when I was at MSA and those, and just didn't know that that route. I think another thing it was. We all know that that uh, that a lot, a lot of things cost money. So it was like, you know, uh, be cool to sort of get myself into that world, but you know, have like the help from a, from a friend that always, yes. you know. So he showed me good ropes, and then I was like, you know what? I, I told him one year, I was like, hey, you know what? We're we're both doing our thing, and I feel like it. It, it, it we you know we. When we when we decided to kind of part ways, it was it was fine, but it was just like, hey, um, you know, we you know we all wanted to just focus on on our own our own team, and that was I think that's where we were like, hey, you know what, let's just focus on our own mm-hmm. thing, you know. And at that time, I developed a a good crew of kids, and I was like, hey, you know what, I'm gonna try to do it on on my own, and Sick. and we were we to this day we're we're really good friends yeah you know sometimes we we battle a little bit but we're that's I how think, you know you're good friends yeah if you're not battling with your the boys, best friends good, like yeah. yeah me me and tommy yeah. a like if, you know, arguably probably one of the best friends i have <laughs> yeah we talk shit to each other oh all the yeah time. there's usually a fist fight in a good friendship yeah, yeah. at some point a tenure oh, there, relationship there's a fist fight in there but but there's times <laughs> another you know another it's kind of a bad trade i think i have or a good trade is I like to, I like to rev up people because yeah, it's just it's good. I don't know, maybe maybe it's me just being selfish and wanting to, you know, whatever. Just I like to I like to push people's buttons. Yeah, well, you get you 
push a little something that they maybe didn't know they had or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, and like you said, the no, not sugarcoating it. Like when I was at Hood do, trying the backed up ten, when I was like learning it yeah. after coaching, which is the most insane job ever that you get to coach and then do your tricks and snowboard yeah, yeah. it. And you, I just remember you specific things that I was doing that you would like, you're coaching all these other people, but you're like, Hey, your head's doing this, your shoulders are doing that and dial it in. And then once I get one good, you're like, why'd you let go? You know, like why, why that happened? You're like, Oh, I thought it was good. You're like, yeah, it was all right. You're you know, and, and like I said, there's times where people are like, well, well, you can't do it. And I'm like, hey, listen, I, I don't need to do it. <laughs> yeah. I already, I already get snowboards and get paid to snowboard. Now. Yeah. Yeah. I figured it out. You know, I've I've already paid my dues in some way or another, I guess. Um, but no, it's it's awesome to always try to help somebody out that uh you know, I just want to see good snowboarding, you know, and, and if it's from you know, if I wanted to see mediocre snowboarding, I just watch my own clips. So I you know, I, I always I'm always stoked to help somebody become a better snowboarder because they they have the 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 talent there, right? You know, and they might have, you know, a little more, you know, a little more balls than I have now at at forty five. You know, but it's 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 cool. I've I've always been stoked with watching people push it out of their comfort zone. You know, it's like uh, it, it's like anything. It, it's I almost feel sometimes like Jeff Tremaine and Jackass, <laughs> yeah. where he just makes all these people do the dumbest shit, yeah, yeah. and somehow they. They believe that it's going to work out. Yeah. And look, you know, they're better people for it, I guess, over in that. And the same thing with the kids I've ever helped. Hopefully, they, they're they better for it yep. down the road. I know. You um, helped me out a bunch for sure. Yeah. I remember Mike Green. That was Green. just accidental. Yeah. I remember Mike Green. He's like, oh, you know, there are moments where I don't even have to say words. Yeah. And I remember I gave him the, 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 you know, he was doing like some front sevens or something. I was like, oh, go. I gave him the 10 sign and he's like, really? I'm like, yeah, go. And I, you know, I didn't know what the turnout was going to be, but at that point he was like, he, he, he looked at me and I was like, Hey, you know what? I want to see you do a 1080. Yeah. And I know you can, I know you can yep. you No, know, And he did it. And he was, you I think know, he over-rotated. I think he almost went 12. <laughs> Whatever. He's still alive. Yeah. Just like you're yep. the, the Ranger still running, still running. Uh, so yeah, so like I said, I, that last year with with ASTC, it was awesome. Like, love those kids. I still, you know, anytime I see any of his kids or I see Ron, we 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 bullshit a lot. We're we're good friends, mm -hmm. and I hope he feels the same. If not, we you know duke it out. Better we friends. Could do, we can duke it out. We'd be better friends after. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so I decided I wanted to do my own thing, and and I was in Colorado already, and I like this place because it's just. The Mecca. The the Mecca. I think it's nice sunny days. Yep. We get a lot of consistent nice days. Mm -hmm. A lot of places are great, but you know, we've had there's been some awesome days at Mount Snow, but then there's the ice storm that comes in. Days in a row, flat light. So so yeah, I always was like, oh, you know what? If I could do anything, like when I came out and did ASTC Colorado and then did mounting, I'm like, I want to stay in Colorado. You know, it's it's a nice area. So I decided to do my thing, which is what I'm doing now. It's called uh, worldwide snowboarding. Worldwide snowboarding. Yes, and and yes, I did. I did watch a lot of Step Brothers. So yeah. oh yeah, it is. It's it is. You know, it is a little. You know, I stole it from Prestige Worldwide. Prestige Worldwide. 
You know, it's <laughs> Love it, it. it's a running joke. I was like, what am I going to call it? It's like, and I never really, it's like the same thing. I don't, I don't know what to name it. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, it's like bullshit. No, like yeah, it's, yeah. I was just like, oh, you know what? Come up with a name. I like this. Drop it. And when, when, they, when in Step Brothers, when they did that thing, the little presentation to their dad and it's like, prestige worldwide. Yeah, yeah. Number one, you know, company in in music. We have black gloves. You know, it's just it's just like I think I might call it that. And then I looked it up, and I'm like, oh, it's not taken on Instagram yep. or lock it nobody's in. got an LLC or whatever. It's like I'm gonna lock it in. Sick. So it's been it's been sort of uh, the first year was 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 great. Like I said, I already I think since I've developed, I guess a following in mm -hmm. the coaching world. It's, it's funny when I hear, I was like. Oh, we heard about you over this. I'm like, oh, cool. Hopefully, yeah. you hear good things. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, it's not. Oh, he's a prick. Yeah, we heard about you. Yeah, we heard about you. But there, you know, for whatever reason, there's, you know, I've, I don't go out and like recruit kids. It's like somehow they they reach out to me. Yeah, that means you know you're doing something, right? You know, and 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 that feels good, right? Like I'd never needed any awards or any of this like recognition. It's it's about the kids so i just want to help out and if it's like if some kids like hey you know i saw i saw you rolling around up there and you were helping this kid or you know parents like oh i saw you at nationals and you know you were helping this person and and i'm like hell you know i just uh, i just want to i just want to see good snowboarding and i don't want anybody to not feel you know like if they need some help I, i've always wanted to help the the next person uh, but yeah, so first year was was it was awesome. Like, had a bunch of super cool kids. Uh, you know, it's sort of been like sometimes they they move on to like college or or, or this and that. Uh, sometimes they they move on to other teams. You know, I, I've I've been one of those. It's like if kids decide to to head to to another team it's like hey you know what you you found you, you find whatever place works for you yeah um you know i've never never been one to to dwell too much yeah sometimes you take a little hit on pride when they go somewhere else and yeah. you're like hey whatever you know maybe this wasn't the right fit or maybe you know it, you know it's like there's times where people outgrow the the connection yeah true. you know i'll tell you this in, in snowboard coaching one one true thing to say is you're never gonna connect with every kid you work with. That's that's an honest statement right there. Yeah. It's it, it and and sometimes you lose sleep trying to figure out how to connect with that that kid. That means you care. Because I give yeah, because I care. And but there's times where it's just like, you know what? I'm like, let's find the place that works for you, wherever it is. And then like I said, when kids come to me, I'm like, hey, you know, maybe this is the the place for you and this is what i offer and here you go um you know there are there are so many good choices out there you know especially even here I, you know I, I i like the challenge of sort of being the the smaller crew yeah. you know there's so many like i said i don't really want to be what sort of the other teams are are here and, and they do great things it's just i want to be this is me this is my this I'm the, this niche group and this is what we do. They have good things over there. They have good things here, you know. Uh, 
I do feel sometimes, even when we're at Mount Snow Academy, when we were in like the, the array of schools there, or even now here, I still feel like like Rocky and Rocky Four, where yeah. it's like the big schools are like the the Russian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like Rocky Four. Just to keep it going. You know, you know, throwing rocks over yourself. the edge yeah. to like, you know, chopping woods to get bigger. But it, it, it's sort of it's. I'm in a place now where where I'm I I enjoy. I enjoy what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, every couple of years, I think I've had like where I've lost a little bit of not interest, but just sort of like the law, the love for snowboarding may have wavered or you a little just bit. Get used to your scenario too, and, the, much. and then I'm like, I find something that's like that that nice brings me back to respark the fuel. The, the respark the fuel. Like I said, hood was a good respark of the fuel. Being out there watching those kids, and then like out of nowhere, be like, oh, you know. You were you were my coach like ten years ago. Yeah, and I get that shit all the time, I and know. I'm like, I don't remember your name, but I know it's crazy. <laughs> it's, it's I, been... I helped coach Valentino at yeah. one point, and I was yeah. like these insane people. I'm like, I can't even believe I was sitting on the chairlift with you, giving you a little piece of advice. At yeah, one point. and then you know what? Like, you never know. Like every every little thing, I, I know. Here, here's. I remember one thing going back to the Grenier days. I remember it's like full circle story is. Quas Quas loved to hike half pipe. So we would make the team go hike the half pipe. Granier that crew. And uh, look, I don't think anybody wants to go hike a half pipe when it's super cold and yeah. icy and it's slippery get on the deck. And but you know what? It was good for them. I remember Granier hated it. And would try every time to like get away from it. But then years later, I remember we're at Hood and he goes, He's, he does his huge front nine and pops out the other end. I think it was like, and he goes, he goes, hey, tell Quas I'm hiking half pipe. I'm like, good, good. You know, like, good for you. Yeah. You know? So, so it's, it's just like full circle and stuff like that. Uh, so every, every, every year, every, every couple of years, I, I, that refreshing moment of like, oh, this is what I like to do. Cause I haven't done anything else in 20 years. I've, I've, uh, I haven't, I guess I, I tell people, I don't, I haven't really had a real job, <laughs> you know, like I've done real jobs. I've roofed the house before I've painted, I've done this, but it's like, I never had a, I've never had a real job in a sense. I've been coaching for never taking a break from, from this for like 20 years. And for whatever reason, it's, I'm still doing it. So, um, and I think it's just because I genuinely love snowboarding. That's just, what it comes down to. You know, it's, it's, and, and I don't know, it's the, it's the love, it's the love of it. That that's the, I think what's keeping me doing this, you know? So now, now what I'm doing is, is being in kind of in my own, you know, having my own group, my own business. I'm learning a lot of the different ropes there. It's, yep. it's like owning a small business, especially during COVID. That was fun. You know, it's, and, and especially a business where, Stuff was getting shut down left and right. Gnarly. The you resorts. Know, the resorts were but but we made it through. We traveled a good amount. Uh now now with my group is uh there's been some some good kids that have, have you know come and gone and, and sort of found their things. Uh you know, there are some kids that that have moved on to 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 like big teams and stuff, but still, you know. We, you know, I still talk. I still talk to the kids I coached 20 years ago. There's still kids that, when I call them for whatever reason, they still 
call me coach. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I haven't coached you in 15 years. Still coach. So, so I like to say when they call me coach, I'm like, oh, hi, athlete. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yep. So, but there are, you know, it's it, it's it's been a fun, it's been a fun trip so so far, and you know, who, who knows, like, what else we we have in store? But like I said, I, I, I watching you. Yeah, like like when I saw you up there the last couple of days, I was like, oh, the, you know, it's like back in the old days. Yeah. And then and then you know what's funny? It's every little thing, every little spark. Always there's a little spark. I saw Mikey Green and that whole crew mm -hmm. just getting rowdy the other day yeah, up, yeah. up there, and it was the mentally sound. It was just going fun. Nuts. It was just fun to watch. Yeah, and you kind of get into it in in with them and. You know, and and the banter like, starts. The banter's it's the best I mean, thing ever. And and I'll tell you this, I I may I may seem like a like a extrovert nowadays. I was I was shy as shit. Yeah. When I was like twelve or thirteen, and now I'm like, you know, yeah. Uh, now I don't know when to yeah, shut the hell up. Whatever. You know, but you no. So, but it. like I said, you you get those like little things, the little moments. I'm like, oh, that was cool to watch the other day. Um, so. But yeah, I mean, the, what I'm doing now with, with with worldwide snowboarding is just working with kids and trying to per, trying to give them a, a you know a place for for them you know to get better and if and, and if I can help them out, cool. I mean, if I if if they move on to other teams because that's like kind of the natural step. Yep. You know, I'm always well, my phone's always on if they need my help. You know, and and. Any of you guys too, like, you know, if if you guys are like, hey, well, what do you think of this? I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just be me and tell you the truth. Yeah, you know? yeah. like here's here's what I think. Hell yeah. And I'm not always right. Yep. But I try to keep my my ears to to the pulse or whatever the hell they they, they call it. I try to see what's going on yeah. in, in in the world of snowboarding. Um, you know, I just I, I I try I try to stay relevant. You know, and then I do like. I do kind of give myself, like I said, I, I I try to ruffle the feathers. Last year, I I went to 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 homesick that event. Yeah, and I don't know if you if you get a chance to go to that homesick event in 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 Stratton. It's that like the festival they had. Oh no, I don't know if you saw <laughs> that. And I competed in the forty and over uh, rail jam. Oh yeah, sick. And and it was like I kind of, it felt cool. Yeah, yeah, it felt good. I got my headphones on. It, it, it's like there's times where like I try to find myself okay like I became a I became a competitor mm -hmm. and I I got competitive shifted and into it shifted into it and, and it was like headphones on uh, headphones on hood up uh, fu kind of thing yeah you know it was like people were like cheering and I just I was blasting music in there so um, fun the funnest part of that was. You know, it was old, a bunch of us old guys that can still ride some rails here and there. Uh, but they were like, oh, yeah, uh, we're going to give you a half hour to practice and then an hour jam. I'm like, listen, we're going to drop dead before yeah, yeah. this half hour practice. So skip that because we've been practicing for 40 years. Yeah. <laughs> and let's just go into this hour jam. Because if not, yeah, yeah. The, the, we're all going to pass out here. Yeah. <laughs> And, and and it was a hike. There wasn't like a like a like a chair to get. We, we were hiking, so I'm like, listen, if I to hike and we're done, yeah, we're do the hour jam. We don't need the 30 minutes of of practice beforehand. We're good. 
so it's cool to get the the bib back on and and you know I, I enjoy I enjoy I still enjoy that part of it to like push myself to do some stuff here and there and and yeah but I'm still I still love love to I still love to see snowboarding and and watch it and and see like you know all these new kids are out there or all, all the old heads that are still ripping all the you know the love of the game you, the the love for the game it's it's probably it's funny i think it's probably stronger now yeah than it was back then because i just you got so much invested in you so much at I, I your whole I've, your whole life you said you never really worked another job no i mean <laughs> if i looked i moved i think i moved to and i moved to mount snow or i moved i i i the first time i coached snowboarding i think it was in 1999 so i've been coaching since the the 90s Oh, the 1900s. 20, 20, 25 years ago. Well, I think it says a lot about anything or anyone. If you want to do it for that long, you got to love it. And it's super important to take maybe eight, 10 months of the year focusing on it and then give yourself a break for those other times. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, you got to take a break from it. Get away from it to bring the love back. It's it's because it, you don't miss you don't miss it until it's until it's until, until, you, it's, it, yep. it's, until you leave it. Um Oh, dude, this has been amazing. Yeah. Um, where where do the people find you? The Will Rivera on Instagram, right? Yeah, I think at the Will Rivera. And then I'm so <laughs> do you, do you have one for the for the worldwide snowboarding? Yeah, so it's a uh, at worldwide snowboarding uh, underscore. I guess the little the mm -hmm. little line. I think that's what it is. Yep. Right? Yep. It's a worldwide snowboarding underscore. And you got um, a dot com worldwide snowboarding. Yeah, worldwide snowboarding dot com. I'll have uh, everything linked below. But yeah, no, I mean the the probably more like. Instagram is probably the easiest way, you know, and if you send, there's an email kind of link on, on the website too. But yeah, if anybody ever wants to just bullshit about snowboarding or yep. go take a lap here and. Or potentially get your kid dialed in for four or five months and become a better snowboarder. Yeah. You know, like I said, I mean. Anything. Highly recommended. He may be humble over here, but we've heard the arsenal. We know who's on the roster. We love and respect you, bro. We, we appreciate what you've done for snowboarding and for me, honestly. Well, I'm I'm stoked on what you got going here and and you know, sitting behind this mic can get a little nerve wracking. You'll probably you know, the first the first ten minutes of this, I was like, Oh, what the yeah. hell the hell did I get myself yeah. into? But once you get me talking, I won't shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to get you on for another episode then. Yeah. Well, enjoy the rest of your season, bro. Much love. Great chatting. Thanks Thank for you. coming on, bro. You love to hear it. Sweet. <laughs> Nice. Nice. <laughs>